Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? It's the Snow White Odyssey. The latest episode, we are going through Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the 1937 Disney classic. Um, don't ask us why, because we're not sure. Um, I, I mean, this is your passion project, Sam. This is what you formed this podcast in order to do, really, isn't it? This is the pinnacle of it all. The so old, all, 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 all football I'm... season look back was just a, a, a gateway to this, if anything. I wanted for two years, right, this is a long game. It's like when you watch spy dramas and they Mm. literally, a spy will spend two years, sometimes more, just laying groundwork for the big Mm. move, right? And for two years, I have just pretended that I am interested in football and digging and ghosts and all of the other very mainstream interests that interest men and women all over the country in order to lull them into a sense of security and think, yeah, it's just banter. But the long game was always, how can I... Because I, if I'd come out two years ago and said, right, I'm doing a podcast about Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, I think I would have struggled to have built an audience. Well, well we had the conversation. I, know, I remember saying, let's do a Premier League season every two weeks or so, mm. nothing too stressful. And you went, how about if we tweaked it a bit and maybe instead... We could look to doing the Premier League in the future, but if we start off... With Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, because I think that's what people want. Yeah, and I said, no, eh, eh, I'm not, I'm not so sure, Sam. I'm not mm. so sure. Mm. And um, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was right. Well, I, I think at the time I was going through, it was a difficult period in my life, and you were quite understanding, and you just wrote it off as Sam's had a nervous breakdown, and yeah. he wants to do a Snow White podcast. Fine, yeah. I'll humour him. Um, but now, two years later, I am fully recovered mentally. And yet, mm. the dream of Snow White-based podcasts persists. Mm. So, <laughs> well, was I ever really as mad as people said? <laughs> or maybe you are still just as mad. It could maybe. be either, it could be neither. It I ma- don't know. Maybe I'm not recovered in the least. We just don't know. Only time will well, tell. Ho- hopefully this will help. Mm. Either way. Mm. But mm. here we are. Um, we, this is our second bash at this one. We tried to record it yesterday. We had some technical problems. So we've, had, we've had to do it again. But last night, I had a really vivid dream about some uh well i've got to call them little people because that's what they get called now mm. but in this film they're dwarfs mm. but i had a really vivid dream about little people and i was working on some kind of pre-production of a tv show which involved me having to interview some little people um, andy and andy two, we need you to them. pre-interview the little people 
And uh, I've I realised, I've just realised, it's come back to me now, at one point, two of them, a man little person and a woman little person, had mm. gone missing right. in the office, and it turned out they were in the bath together. Well, we Why will... the office had a bath, I don't know, but that's where they were. Never worked in an office with a bath, have you? No, now, but nowadays, it's a dream, isn't it? nowadays a lot of them have showers, but I've never set foot in yeah. one. Never. No, that's for the fitness people, isn't it? You're like to cycle to work. People cycle like in and have a shower. Fuck that! I'm not showering yeah. at work. No, I sp- put spray some spray on. But that's that's arriving. I work from home. I've got a bath in my office. Mm. Um, I had the first. I had. I'm whispering in case any of my family can hear this. I had... I don't, I don't hear it when it goes out as a podcast. Don't worry about that. What the, of course they fucking won't. Do you think any of my family listen to this? They will when you're dead. No. Nah. <laughs> they listen to all of them. No way. Anyway, <laughs> well, I'm banking on it that they don't. <laughs> I had my first <clears throat> sexual dream in oh. the first time I can remember. It's well documented that I am untriggerable. You've been triggered. Night triggered. I have. I, I think I've been triggered behind my own back, though, because it wasn't a conscious triggering. It was like my brain. Right. We've been talking a lot recently about how the our, everyone's brains are playing tricks on them. And mm. I think my brain played a trick on me because daytime, no triggering. Right? No triggering. Iron. Other than in the privacy and confines of the marital domain. Yeah, of course, which we won't go into. That's my business, right? It, but, it, it, it preserve the dignity of yourself and your good wife. And my good wife. Um, but not, you know, so marital triggering, fine. But none of that mm. triggering that even married men used to get when you're a mm. bit younger. You're walking down the street, you see a sexy lady, you get triggered, mm. or perhaps you're watching yep. TV or... Who knows? It could when you're younger. It happens at any point. That sort of stuff. You could nah. be you could be watching UK Gold. You could be watching a repeat of Three Up Two Down starring Lizette Anthony. Very much Pull, so. Triggered. Very Straight much away. so. Bang. Triggered. Um, but that sort of thing I've left behind in my in the past. It's just natural. I didn't yeah. train myself out, which just seemed to happen. But uh, I did have a dream of a sexual nature last night. I woke up. Mm. I didn't feel good about it. I was like, that's, I was annoyed. I didn't feel dirty or grubby because I understand that these things can happen and anything that happens, I say, what is it? What goes in uh, at night, mm. uh, what goes in sleep time stays in sleep time. <laughs> Very catchy, yeah. Mm. That's what I say. <laughs> so anything that goes on through the brain while you're sleeping, you can't, and legally also, yeah. interesting, you cannot be prosecuted for anything no, you for, do for a dream. whilst no. asleep or in a dream. <clears throat> so, true. therefore, there's no point feeling guilty. But I did feel annoyed because I thought, oh, bloody hell. Because the one th- the reason that I'm glad that I don't get triggered anymore is that, God, it took up so much energy, so much mm. brain space, so much time. Yeah, uh, It's just annoying. It was like, you know, you're always thinking about, I don't know, someone's boobs rather than just getting on with the admin that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, Getting all your bank statements in order and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, and also, you know, cross-checking bank statements with invoices, that sort of shit. Mm. I need to get that shit done. Important right? stuff, yeah. But if I'm thinking about knockers, <clears throat> it all, it could, you could throw away a whole morning distracted right, by the idea of some knockers. Yeah. 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 So that's why it was a great relief to me when I stopped those thoughts. But the fucking dream... It was. It, I'm not going to go into detail. No one wants to hear it. Plus, dream chat is pretty much banned. But it was 
pretty graphically sexual. <laughs> right. Wow. And I just woke up and thought, well, fucking great. That's all I need. This did, better- it involve, did it involve a pharmacist? No. no. Did it involve a vet? <laughs> it wasn't a revenge sex dream. <laughs> I don't have revenge sex dreams. It was actually... <clears throat> was it romantic? No, it wasn't romantic, but there was nothing untoward going on other was than... It tawdry? Other than, I mean... You know, the woman wasn't my wife. Oh, my God. But don't worry. Thank God it wasn't either a real woman, because those are the worst ones. It was, was a robot woman. It was a construct. <laughs> it was a it construct. It was a real-life character, that's what you said. Yeah. It wasn't a real-life character, because that, when those dreams happen, that's, <laughs> a, that's a real problem. You wake up and you well, think, oh, no, this is disastrous. Well, there's, there's regularly problems in people's marriages and relationships where the woman has a dream that the man has cheated yeah. and then she wakes up in a foul mood and takes it out on him. Oh, we've he had... Did, he, did, he did it in her dream. Have you had that as well? We've had one for years. For, like, in the... <laughs> I think it was the late 90s or early noughties. My, <laughs> uh, uh, my, my then good girlfriend, latterly my no good, good wife. wife, had a dream about... Um, famous about a red-headed girl and she has, <laughs> right. she has forever been known as the red-headed girl. Yeah. Right, and <laughs> she and and it wasn't just it, what it was was I was at a party in the dream with my girlfriend, but mm. was openly canoodling with the redheaded girl. Oh, Sam. And when my girlfriend looked disgruntled, we both laughed at her, me oh, and the redhead. Now, I as you can tell, I know this dream. I know the dream in great detail because it's been recounted to me so many times. And the redheaded gal is, a, you know, still the still the subject of arguments and resentments mm, in the house. I can imagine. It sounds but very powerful. If I'm honest, though, right? Sometimes I do. I mean, obviously, I'm scared of the mention of her. But sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to ask more questions about what she looked like. <laughs> what was oh, she wearing? What did she look like? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've actually never got off with a redhead before. It's one of my biggest regrets in life. What, what were, you know, but your blondes, your brunettes, all Been of that. There, yeah, done that. Ticked off most boxes. Other. What was she like? Was she a buxom lass? Was she like, you know, I'm thinking, was she like Joan from Mad Men? One of them redheads. Or, or, or was she more like Ruler Ledska? <laughs> Because <laughs> either way, it's fine. But I just need... If we're going to talk about this, I need some clarity <laughs> on what I'm dealing with here. <laughs> I can't believe I've got a crush on a girl that appeared in my wife's dream 20 years ago. Uh, relationships are complicated, aren't they? They are, yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> so I had that dream then about the little people. But then after that, Ed, and I, I mean, we've said this before, I've been having really vivid dreams. I think you have as well. Yeah. Oh, you always do. It was Bob yeah. who said he's been after yeah. them as well. I think everyone is. I, I had another one, which is kind of like a 24 hours in police custody, um, police station interview thing. Yeah. And it was really, really clever and complicated and yeah. witty. Mm. And I woke up thinking, why the fuck can I not write that? Yeah. Why did I not come up with that in real life? Because it was so good. That- and I woke up thinking, oh, shit, I want to know what happens next. And I'm awake now, and I'm not going to find out. That's angry. Ha- that's happened to me before, and I genuinely <clears> think <throat> that you know there are parts of our brain where that are capable of achieving creative feats yeah. much greater than the ones our conscious brain are able to do, and sometimes yeah. that comes out at night time, and that's much more valuable than the sexy dreams like I had last night. Right? It is. I, I don't want those, but the creative—I've had it myself, and 
going back to you being frustrated about not finding out what happens next, I have successfully in the past woken up from a wonderful dream, like with yeah. a, a real cl- on a cliffhanger. Yeah, got annoyed, had a piss, gone back to bed, and forced myself back, back to sleep, and I've dived what? back in. Whoa! Yeah. That's the ultimate dream, it's literally. The ul- it's the ultimate dream. It's a dream you can control. It's like virtual reality. It's a bit like that film Ready Player One, which is quite a good film, actually. Is it? All yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so- I think you're right, though. I think, I think you know what it is? Mm. The human brain is almost like the dwarf's diamond mine. Mm. And all the diamonds are there to be picked easily. But yeah. we, for whatever reason, <clears throat> we don't allow ourselves to do it. Have you Can't ever thought? Them. Have you ever considered or contemplated hypnotherapy or hypnotism? Not really. Well, should. I think it would actually thinking about it. I think it would be a really funny episode of Top Flight Time Machine if we went for hypnotherapy with a pro. Mm. I actually know someone. I've met some. Well, my sister-in-law trained in it, but I'm not sure if she's still sort of right. at it or not. Does she dabble? Yeah, she dabbled a bit in it. I'm not sure she's still doing it. She bought a chair, a special chair for the home for people oh, she to sit have been in. well into it then. It, I mean, I don't think they... She was she, serious. She would have made that investment if it was just a whim. Right? Yeah, well, I'm going to give it a go. I bought a chair. Oh, but it was a really expensive chair, I remember, as well. So I hope she's fucking doing it, right? But anyway, I met another person through um, my celebrity friend, Paul Danan. And he's some sort of he's some sort of like hypnotherapist to the stars. This guy, right? And when I met him, when we were recording one of Danan's podcasts ages ago, he gave me his card and said, "Yeah, any time you want to be uh, hypnotized, some you want to go under, Sam. Yeah, give me a bell." <laughs> and obviously, uh, that sort of shit appeals to me, right? But I, I haven't had the nerve. But I think it would be great for us to go and once lockdown's over, or maybe he can do it via Zoom. And then record, yeah. record ourselves under hypnosis. Yeah, <laughs> like, do that. I'd rather do it per, in person in in the chair. It might. It would be great uh, if we heard you regressing to like baby yeah. Andy. Yeah, Mama. yeah, I'd do that. Mama, yeah. Mama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not not be full wee wee again. <laughs> That's right, Andy. You're back, yeah. Your nappy's full of wee-wee, but no one will change it, would they, Andy? And you're still angry about that, aren't you? <laughs> you're still angry, but you have to let that anger go. <laughs> it's why oh, you're so angry on Twitter, isn't it, Andy? Yeah. You're, you're taking it out on all those strangers on Twitter, but it's not them. They can't change your nappy for you. <laughs> Yeah, just do it. Tell just, you what, just because some of them like music you don't like, right? That's not. <laughs> that's got nothing to do with your nappy. <laughs> you don't have to call a stranger a cunt because he doesn't like Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's made it doesn't like Pink Floyd, isn't it? No, it's yes, anyway, you. Um, another thing that was offered to us. I don't know if you saw the email. Uh, one of the cunters offered us full use of his forty-two foot canal boat. Full use. Full use. Yeah. Not partial use. It seemed to be full uh, use. From I'll the give you partial use. You can go below deck, but never <laughs> above deck. <laughs> or vice versa. Uh, you can, you can have you yeah. can have 18 foot of the 42 foot. Yeah. Now, do you, you can choose. Do you want port or starboard? Right? <laughs> I'm not letting you have both because it won't work out. Not if you're not paying. If you want to pay, we can talk about that, but... 
If you want it <laughs> yeah, gratis, yeah. just choose. Pick your side, port or starboard. Gratis, gratis does not include use of the toilet. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that is great. So, but I, I mean, could do, I would love that. We could yeah. combine the two and we could get regressed on a canal board. Oh, imagine. I think people would pay extra for that if we went on a canal boat <laughs> hypnosis holiday <laughs> through the Norfolk Broads, right? And there was video, too, of us being a beautiful sunny day here in Norfolk, and Andy is going deep under hypnosis up on deck <laughs> while Sam watches and films it on his phone. <laughs> while Sam watches and steers the boat. <laughs> oh, a lock. Fucking hell, we're coming up to a lock. Can you wake him up? No, it's not possible to just wake him up like that. Don't you just click, click your fingers and he starts acting like a chicken? Can he do the lock in baby state? <laughs> no, that's not possible. Sorry. I've told you before about when I think that uh, Darren Brown um, hypnotised me on the slot on the snide. Right when I was interviewing uh, him, I was interviewing Darren Brown in Croydon, in mm. in a shopping centre, and um, he's from Croydon, and he was doing mm. a homecoming show. Oh yeah, home turf job. All right, he was doing yeah. a homecoming show at Big Theatre in Croydon. Fuck me, I hadn't been I hadn't been round Croydon much at that time. I still haven't actually because I haven't really been tempted to go back. But I'd spend a quite a long day in Croydon, and uh, I went into a toilet in a pub. And some geezer squished past me because it was quite small. And he had mm. to sort of squish past between... And it was the middle of the day. And he had mm. to squish past between the uh, sort of cubicle and the space in between me and the cubicle to get to mm. his part of the urinal. I'm, I'm pissed. And he sort of knocked me a little bit. And I went, just in the spirit of friendliness, all right, mate? And he went, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> And I went, oh, okay, thank you, goodbye. <laughs> good good day. <laughs> good day. Good day, Croydon man. <laughs> I'll fucking kill I'll you. I'll fucking kill you. All I said was all right, mate, and he was the one that had pushed me. Yeah. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Jalapeño. So that's Croydon, but when later that day I was interviewing Darren Brown. That's dealt with. <laughs> I was dealing. I was dealing with Darren Brown, and uh, I and I asked him what school was like. So I'm looking at Darren Brown. I've I've had my little tour around. I felt like in a couple of hours in Croydon before I'd met him, I'd got my I'd got myself right under the skin of Croydon, Croydon culture, the people yeah. of Croydon, the attitudes yeah. of Croydon. 
and I deduced it to be a rough place, right? Mm. And um, and Darren Brown did not seem to fit in. He was urbane. He was, mm. you know, he's got a slight campness about him. He just didn't seem to fit into the picture of Croydon as I Croydon perceived puzzle. it. Yeah. And like I say, mate, I'd done some journalistic digging for a full two hours around the shopping centre, so I felt like I mm. knew all there was to know about the people of Croydon. So I said to him, you know, what was it like at school? And he went, well, you know, it wasn't... He goes, it was a lot of... It was kind of not really my scene. A lot of the boys mm, were more in, fit in. into mm. football or fighting or what have you. And I said, you know, digging, did he, did, digging. Did he, did he adopt the persona of Paul Daniels for the entirety of the school? I was like, oh, right. Okay, so what was it like for you? And I saw, I thought, he's, uh, he's uh, not... He doesn't want to talk about this. So, obviously, you know me, Britain's top journalist... Dig, so, dig, dig. As soon as I see that someone doesn't want to talk about something, bang, I'm in there, bang, bang. You saw, you saw, you saw a weakness, didn't you? Tell bang. me it. Tell me it, Darren yeah. Brown. You were bullied. You were abused. You're deeply insecure. Now you crave public approval. That is why you're trying to be a celebrity magician. Tell me it. <laughs> Tell me it. Tell me it. You want, to con- you want to control people's lives. You want to be some kind of god figure. What's it all about? Where does it come from? <laughs> you're insane. You're a megalomaniac. You're like Hitler. <laughs> Yeah, so instead of using guns and bombs, you're using your brain rays. Right. <laughs> so he said, he goes, uh, he goes, well, I said, so what was it like at school? Were you popular? What sort of mates you hang around with? Was it tough? Were you bullied? All right, whatever. And he's gone, uh, well, what was it like? Well, tell me about what you were like at school. And I went, what? Right, now, <laughs> I always have had a, it's a little journalistic tip for anyone listening. Whenever an uh, interviewee tries to fucking ask the same question back, that is fucking... These are the basics, right? They're, they yeah. had some fucking two-bob PR public relations person try to train them in how to handle difficult yeah. questions. They go, well, turn the question back around. I'm not going to get flattered by that sort of shit, right? No, so you I, just go, block! Shut up, block! I see what you're doing. I'm not straight off the boat, you know. I've been around the block a few times. <laughs> Right, uh, <laughs> fuck you, Brown. Now that's what I would use to. I'm not. I, I'm not Dan fucking Walker. I always go. Now I do. I'm not some sort of cunt who doesn't believe in dinosaurs, right? <laughs> so I said to him, I usually say I had a stock in trade thing, which is, oh well, it's not about me. No one cares about me, do they? And then no. I carry on with the question, right? Parried, parried. <laughs> Continue. And then I put my knee on, the, knee on their chest and my hand on their face and forced them into the ground. Right. And I, Metaphorically, obviously. If I have to, I will look inside your ear for the answers. If you won't say them with your mouth, how about I extract them from your brain? <laughs> You've got one of those doctor's lights. Yeah. <laughs> you can click on oh, it and look in the ear. Oh, I can here, see. I can see I your come. memories. You were being bullied. You were bullied. And that's why you said you'd get your revenge using magic and mind control. <laughs> Don't worry, I've seen enough. I shall write the interview up without any further interaction. The rest writes itself. Thank you. Good day to you, Mr. Brown. <laughs> the sooner I leave Croydon, the better. This is a cesspit. <laughs> anyway, I listened back to the interview when I got home mm. to transcribe it, right? And I get to the bit where he goes... 
I, I okay. So what was it like at school? Was it quite? Was it a bad experience? Was it a rough experience? You know, were you popular? And he went. There was a long pause, and then you hear him go, "Tell me about what you were like at school." And I go, "What?" And he goes, "Tell me about what you were like at school." And there's a long pause, and I'm listening back to myself. You can imagine when I listen back to my own interviews, I'm like, "This <laughs> great stuff, <laughs> Sam. Yeah. Great stuff. Classic journalism." Oh, Sam, 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 you've done it this again. This has got this has got Pulitzer written all over it yet again. <laughs> right. And I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, come on then, Sam. Tell him it's not about you and no one cares about you. Do your usual brilliant Stop piece of your Right? And you hear me go, Oh well, you know, uh, I suppose school for everyone is different and you know, I, I heard different and I started mumbling a quite complex answer to him. Oh, right? he's done you. And I, I didn't remember it, and, but it was Fuck. on the tape, and I thought, the cunt's fucking mind control me, which is out yeah. of order, right? Because if you've been born with mind control powers like he has, right, yeah. you shouldn't fucking be using them against people willy-nilly. You should only, only use them for good rather than should, evil. Yeah. He's used that for evil, hasn't and, he? And if you go to one of his shows, you go there and you sort of say, you know, you're consenting. I was not consenting mm. to be mind mm. controlled, and he did it to get himself out of a tight corner. And I yeah. was I was not happy about that. Mind you, mm. that evening he goes, right, are you coming to the show? And I go, yeah, because I'd met him in the afternoon. And I, Yeah, whatever. Ah, oh, I might come and do I don't like you now. Is, is it free? <laughs> is there going to be snacks? Will I be in the VIP area? I'm not going to sit <laughs> out there with the scum. Right? <laughs> he said, yeah, uh, and hey... He went. He went. Come and come and say hello afterwards. Let me know what you thought of the show. Yeah. So I thought. I bet yeah. he did. So he could fucking detrance you. Yeah. Wow. I thought that's weird. Okay, but then I thought, well, I won't say no because um, I might get an extra little bit of colour for the article. Yeah. You know. Also, I might get some of the free stuff from backstage, like a sandwich. I've heard you have peanuts in there that they lay on. <laughs> Give us a handful for the drive home. <laughs> I've it's alright I don't need a bag I'll put them in my shirt pocket <laughs> I'm driving all the way back to West London now I'll need a handful of your free nuts <laughs> give me them good day do you have any miniature cans of Coca-Cola <laughs> only my blood sugar drops some, sometimes <laughs> I don't want to go dizzy on the journey home have they been in the fridge or are they just room temperature <laughs> no this is no fucking good <laughs> Yeah. Well, I fucking knocked on the door, right? And I immediately regretted it. So this just looks weird and stalkerish that I've gone back. And yeah. I, knock, knock, knock. And he, who is it? And I went, it's, it's me. It's me, Sam Delaney from The Guardian. You invited me. I'm here. If you didn't want me to come, you shouldn't have asked me to. Nah, I'm sick of this now. I'm going. Where are the peanuts? He came, he, I'm only here for your peanuts. You ghastly magi- you ghastly wizard. <laughs> he came to the door. I had bash, bash, bash. He came to the door. He was fresh, he was fresh off stage. Do you, do you know, he was bare-chested and, persp- oh. and perspiring. My goodness. And, he, and I was confronted by this, and I thought, fucking hell, I wish I hadn't come. This is just weird, right? Why, why have I come? He probably was just saying out of politeness. Now I've caught the cunt on the up. He thought, I didn't fucking think you were going to actually come, dickhead. <laughs> and he was like, oh, hi, yeah, hi. Uh, do you want to come in? Uh, uh. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, just 
pop by to say thanks again and say anyway did you enjoy the show yeah it was really good anyway <laughs> see ya ta-da and that was <laughs> that was the end of that encounter but it wasn't till I got home and the two days later started to transcribe I realised that the cunt had fucking done me hadn't he it done me yeah, he had. it done me in the nut he had well and truly do you think he's still done or do you think he detranced you when you went backstage afterwards, it would switch you off. Do you think? I think it would explain a lot if he switch switch the spell off. If he maybe he he said come and see me after because he thought that'll be my chance to switch him off because yeah. I'll trance him now. That way he'll sit through the show and I'll have <laughs> I'll have mind controlled him into giving my show like yeah. the best review of all time. But then if he comes and sees me afterwards, I'll say the word whatever it is, cuckoo <laughs> or whatever, and then he'll go back. Simsalabim. There you go, fuck off. <laughs> or as Len said when he had his magician alter ego, it is done! <laughs> yes! <laughs> that was Len's one when he kept pretending to disappear. It is done! <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, he, maybe because I rushed off in a hurry because I got all nervous and shy, he thought, oh, fuck, I didn't have a chance to switch off his the, the mind bog his I put spell. in him. You might still be under and it. So I'm still under it, which would explain a hell of a lot, wouldn't Fucking it? Fucking hell, yeah. Yeah. I'll try and get that's in touch with him. Up, that's, that's why we've ended up doing a Snow White podcast, which, which to be fair, we haven't touched upon in this oh. episode. Uh, should we quickly um, talk about it? The, the, well, we're I, at- was, I was looking, I was going to say, I've been looking on Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, and there's a little bit about the uh, production of it. And the the names of the dwarfs were um, they're not in the original fairy tale. The names and their personalities they're just dwarfs. They're mm. just dwarfs. Don't, you don't need to know about them. But Disney came up obviously with the names and the characteristics. But there was a long list of about fifty potentials. So we know the seven that got picked in the story and in the film. Here's some of the other ones: Jumpy, mm. Deffy. <laughs> deaf, I assume. Fucking deaf dwarf. Uh, Dizzy, mm. Hickey, oh. Wheezy, yeah. Baldy, yeah. Uh, Gabby, mm. Nifty. Great Quite one. like that one, Nifty. Yeah. That's a good name. I don't know what Nifty would do, but never mind. I would uh, love sn- it. I would yeah. love it if my nickname had been Nifty when I was a kid. <laughs> but I, I dream of situations where I'm with an, a new friend yeah. A, a, a current friend and I bump into an old school friend and I do this a lot I have I was going to do this as an episode of the show I'll talk about it another time I have these things called cool fantasies you know we've had hero fantasies before yeah I also have cool fantasies where I right. don't do anything heroic but I'm in a situation where I'm really cool right yeah. I, d- I do something brilliantly cool or something cool mm. happens to me so this is an example I'd be walking along for instance with you a contemporary mm. Well, if we don't want to say friend, associate, right? Mm. And we're walking along the street and someone I bump into someone and he goes, oh, I go, oh, hello, mate. Hello, Dave or whatever. And he goes, oh, nifty. How's it going, <laughs> nifty? How are yeah. you? And we get to chat and he keeps referring to him as nifty. And I introduce you and you go, sorry, are you? why are you calling him nifty? And he goes, that was his nickname at school, wasn't it? Nifty. That's what we all called him. And you go, why? And you go, oh, well. He was just so such a nifty lad. He was like, he was smart. He was agile. He was cunning. He was cunning. He was very nimble. And he was so here and there. He was, he was all over the place. He was always up to something. Um, he was very accomplished. So we called him Nifty, right? We called him Nifty. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah. And you go, oh, mate, I didn't know you were so nifty at school. 
I go, well, I don't talk about it. I'm not really a show off. But yeah, I was I was a pretty nifty guy. Yeah. It's gone uh, now, though. It's gone now. I mean, you know, obviously you get older, your metabolism slows down. Yeah, I'll put on a few extra pounds. It's, I'll put on a few extra pounds. It's not as easy to be nifty at my age, but I've still got it up here. Still got the niftiness. <laughs> you, like, you can't take that away from you. The, the first five yards are in your head. Always, when it comes to nicknames. It would be the best nickname. Unfortunately, my more likely nickname from that list would be Baldy or Gabby, but I would love yeah. it if my nickname had been Nifty at school. Nifty, Here he is, yeah. Nifty Delaney. Yeah. We, well, then there's we the... used to go up West and steal jewels, and we'd always send Nifty in first because he was so good at it. <laughs> <laughs> he was a master pickpocket. Yeah. Uh, nifty, and then with a Sniffy. Um, <laughs> so the Iron Filings reference, I think. Yeah. yeah. Swift, which is weird because it doesn't end in a Y. Swift to the dwarf. Lazy Puffy. Um, <laughs> puffy? You can't <laughs> puffy. say that. Well, I, th- I, mean, I think it means puffy as in maybe he's like a puff, puffed up puffy face like or something like that. Got a yeah, drink not, pro- not a, maybe he's got a drink a problem. Yeah, yeah well, what, It was 1938. Walt Disney might have been, hey, I think it'll be real neat. I'd get a real kick out of it if one of them was a real homo. And we call him, <laughs> we could call him Puffy. And he comes in and he's doing the whole kind of teapot routine, yeah. you know, like a real homosexual. Yeah, full homo. Yeah, full homo. <laughs> That'd be pretty neat, right? Everyone would find that funny. <laughs> well, I don't think that's appropriate, Mr. Disney. Oh, come on. It's it's 1938. It's not it's even my It's not even the Second World War yet. We can get away with anything. <laughs> Homophobia <laughs> the lot. <laughs> Puffy, stuffy, uh tubby, tubby, shorty and burpy. And then uh the seven finalists it says were chosen through a process of elimination. Um, <laughs> and only five of them were originally named. Uh, Sneezy and Dopey in the original first draft were replaced by Jumpy and an unnamed seventh dwarf. That Ooh. might have been like a ghost dwarf, maybe. He's like translucent dwarf. That would be great to do one of those, you know, like Star Wars do spin off things about other characters, like when they did the solo yeah. film or the Obi ones. It would be great to have one about the great lost dwarf. Who had been yeah. banished by the other dwarves? Yeah, into the wilderness. Yeah, yeah, and he, ro- he he roamed the woods with no name. Fucking hell! Um, that's about it. We've touched upon a bit of Snow White there. That kind of contractual obligation, but um, the rest I, of it was good as well. I, think. I I haven't had a chance to tell you about the stripper dwarf, the dwarf, uh, no. my friend who fucked a dwarf. But we can save no, all that for another day. That. We can save all that for the next episode. Yeah. Again, probably fail to cover yeah, let, the film. Let's be honest, we've got plenty of dwarf podcasts ahead of us. And let me just say, if you're a dwarf, or you are... A little rela- person. A little person, or you're related to, or fond of a, lo- a little person in your life, and you think we've been unfair, then I apologise. We are... I, I, I admit, I held my hands up and say I was ignorant of the language, the appropriate language to use around... Um, yeah people of the smaller stature uh that's it that's all i've got to say i think as well there's actually a dwarf ombudsman and you can you can complain to that well don't uh, i would body. rather i'd rather don't i've been through all of this business with the fucking pharmacist this year i don't need another fucking round with the dwarves now so that's what i'm just saying it's tongue-in-cheek it's parody it's daft it's silly I, you know, I love the little people community and I don't mean any any offence. And if we can get some of them on that canal boat and get them fucking regressed, that would be a great laugh, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. We'd love to have some of you come along on our hypnosis canal boat trip, so feel free. 
Yeah, get in touch. Mm. Uh, that's the end of this one. Thanks for listening, as always. Uh, take the FN, dickheads. Keep it canty. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,